This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. We are officially in November. Can you believe it? And hey, how are you planning to pay your medical bills in 2024? Before answering that question, here are three reasons you should look into healthcare sharing with Samaritan Ministries. One, there are no networks, which means you choose the doctors and hospitals you go to and have a say in the treatments you receive. Two, you're part of a Christian community. When you have a medical need, fellow members send money directly to you to help you pay for your shareable medical bills, and you'll do the same for them, all while praying for and encouraging one another. Three, it could be more affordable than what you're paying now. For more reasons to join the Samaritan community, visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. Now, let's get to the news, and we start with emails. Step aside, Hillary. Joe Biden may have become king of email scandals as new stash alarms investigators. The National Archives' stunning admission that it has located 82,000 pages of potentially government-related emails from Joe Biden's private accounts not only threatens to supplant Hillary Clinton in the annals of email scandals, it could also provide a boon to the ongoing federal and congressional investigations into the Biden family. The admission came out Monday as part of a Freedom of Information Act or a FOIA lawsuit brought on by the nonprofit Southeastern Legal Foundation. Quote, we're duty-bound to make sure that everybody's following the law here, and it sure looks like that's questionable at this moment. That was Rep. Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, a member of the House Oversight Committee that is conducting the Biden impeachment inquiry right now, and he said that hours after the revelation. Perry told the John Solomon Reports podcast that lawmakers in Congress must take action to ensure all emails are preserved given the history of Hillary Clinton's team trying to delete her private emails or to destroy the devices they were stored on. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, who first raised questions about President Biden's use of private emails years ago, said the discovery of the emails should be combed for potential evidence by every investigator from Congress to the Justice Department. Under legal pressure, the National Archives has confirmed to a court that it has located 82,000 pages of emails that Biden sent or received during his vice presidential tenure on three private pseudonym accounts. It's a total that potentially dwarfs the amount that landed Hillary Clinton in hot water a decade ago. The total of Biden's private email exchanges was disclosed Monday in a little-notice status report filed in a Freedom of Information Act, or the FOIA that I mentioned earlier, lawsuit brought against the National Archives and Records Administration by the nonprofit public interest law firm of the Southeastern Legal Foundation. The foundation brought the lawsuit seeking access to the emails just after the news revealed a year ago that Joe Biden had used three pseudonym email accounts during the time he served as President Barack Obama's vice president. The status report filed Monday in a federal court in Atlanta was first to provide an estimate of the size and scope of possible government businesses conducted through Joe Biden's private email accounts. To date, there is no indication from the National Archives in the court case that any of Biden's emails contain classified information. However, the president is under criminal investigation by special counsel Robert Herr for taking classified documents from his time as vice president and as a senator and storing them in an insecure location in the garage of his Delaware home and a think tank office he kept in Washington, D.C. Herr recently spent two days interviewing Biden in that investigation. President Donald Trump has already 
already been indicted by Special Counsel Jack Smith for mishandling classified documents the FBI recovered from his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida or that Trump returned to the archives belatedly. Perry said he will be inquiring whether the FBI or DOJ has ever reviewed the Biden email stash located by the National Archives for relevant criminal investigations involving Hunter Biden or Biden's handling of classified information and whether prosecutors ever considered charges or possible violations of the Federal Records Act. And by the way, you can read the full letter here in my show notes. Moving on, federal agency makes new student loan proposal months after Supreme Court order. The Biden administration appeared to make major changes to its new student loan relief plan after the initial plan was struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this year. On Monday, the Department of Education, or the DOE, released a draft text that showed that the narrower plan would allow student debt forgiveness to apply only to specific groups of students rather than being a blanket rule that would cancel debt for some 45 million borrowers under the original plan. The first student loan proposal announced by President Joe Biden would have promised up to $20,000 in debt relief for low- and middle-income individuals. The Supreme Court struck that down in June. Then the DOE has yet to release the full details of the plan, saying that it wants to cancel some or all student loan debt or for borrowers whose balances exceed what they originally owed, those who have loans that entered repayments 25 or more years ago, those who use loans to attend career training programs that led to unreasonable debt loads or insufficient earnings, or those who are eligible for other loan forgiveness programs but did not apply. A fifth group is also being discussed, or those who are experiencing financial financial hardship that the current student loan system does not currently adequately address, the DOE said. The draft does not include details about how many borrowers would be impacted by the federal government's latest plan. It also did not indicate details about how much it may cost. The DOE stated it will continue to refine the proposal as it goes through a federal rulemaking process. The public will be able to provide written feedback next year. The draft proposal would give the department authority to wipe away federal student loans entirely for borrowers in some of those categories. The Biden administration has canceled more than $120 billion in federal student loan debt via existing student loan forgiveness programs for specific individuals. Previously, the president called for a plan to help as many borrowers as possible, but his administration seems to be moving away from that type of mass cancellation that he promised in August of 22. That plan was estimated to cost $400 billion. It's unclear how much the second proposal will cost. Elsewhere, experts claim not reading mainstream media can cause heart attacks. Not reading mainstream media and opting for alternative sources like the Cross-Politic Daily News Brief can cause heart attacks, according to new research reported by the mainstream media. Yes. Really, you heard me say that. According to a pilot study led by Manchester Metropolitan University, those who do not read legacy mainstream media and opt for alternative sources of information demonstrate unhealthy symptoms of physical and mental stress, which can lead to heart attacks. The research study used so-called sophisticated techniques to monitor how people use media websites to measure their reactions to online information. The researchers claimed people with a low ID have a flawed threat response when presented with misleading information in a stressful situation which they say brings on cardiac responses and erratic reading behavior. The study also found that participants with low IDs also lacked self-confidence. It also claimed that reading alternative media from unverified sources, i.e. not reading CNN, MSNBC, BBC, etc., could negatively affect a person's health and well-being. 
Senior Lecturer in Information and Communications at Manchester Metropolitan University and Principal Investigator on the study, Dr. Geoff Walton, said, quote, quote, those who aren't very good at making judgments about information they read or see in newspapers, TV, or social media, especially misinformation such as fake news, experience a negative physical response to it. This means that misinformation is actually bad for their physical health. On the other hand, those people that are very good at making judgments about information tend to have a much healthier physical response when they encounter misinformation, he said. Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States. Yes, that was an example of the healthy response that they may exhibit. Given the constant barrage of fake news that we come across every day of our lives, it clearly shows that there is a worrying public health issue emerging. However, our previous research has shown that we can change this through teaching and training so that people get better at making judgments about misinformation, such as fake news. By doing so, they will have a much better physical response, which they will positively affect their well-being. This shows it is now time for school teachers and lecturers to be given the right tools devised in our previous research to develop ID in their learners. This result will be presented at the European Conference on Information Literacy, or the ECIL, later this year. A peer-reviewed journal article is in preparation and a larger study is planned. Similarly, a WHO study from 2022 claimed reading so-called misinformation can have a negative effect on health. The official website at WHO reported, quote, incorrect interpretations of health information, which increase during outbreaks and disasters, often negatively impact people's mental health and increase vaccine hesitancy and can delay the provision of health care, the new WHO review shows. The authors conclude that the effects of infodemics and the health of misinformation online can be countered by developing legal policies, creating and promoting awareness campaigns, improving health-related content in mass media, and increasing people's digital and health literacy. The systematic review of published studies around found 31 reviews that analyzed fake news, misinformation, disinformation, and infodemics related to health. Misinformation was defined as false or inaccurate information deliberately intended to deceive, while disinformation also included misleading or biased information, manipulated narratives, or facts and propaganda. The authors gathered, compared, and summarized this evidence in order to identify ways to address the negative effects of false health information on public health. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram are critical in disseminating the rapid and far-reaching spread of information, the systematic review explains. The repercussions of misinformation information on social media may have negative effects as an increase in erroneous interpretation of scientific knowledge, opinion, polarization, escalating fear, and panic or decreased access to health care. The increased spread of health-related misinformation in a health emergency is accelerated by easy access to online content, especially on smartphones. The authors found that social media have been propagating poor quality health-related information during pandemics, humanitarian crises, and health emergencies at an increasing rate. They note such spreading of unreliable evidence on health topics amplifies vaccine hesitancy and promotes unproven treatments. All the more reason not to read mainstream media. And that is your news for today. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to our next conference in 2024, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. 
And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference next year, or if you want to become a corporate partner of CrossPolitik, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.